episode 13, Dynasty Sports Insiders. Got a great episode for you guys today. We're going to be hitting on some some more NFL news, a lot going on through training camp, and just more injuries, uh, great headlines you want to read. Ties. Ty was really looking forward to the Hall of Fame game. That sadly got canceled. Uh, some idiot with spray paint, I guess. I don't know. What the, what, what was the story there? I think, I think the, the paint they put on the field, like, you know how they have, like, the end zone paint and the, the midfield paint? It was rubbery and slippery. Sounds, so it got hard. Safe. And it, it was just, it was a mess. I um, wanted to see Eddie Lacy run so bad, but he probably wouldn't have played anyway, so... My thing when is, I was matter. I was at a concert, so I missed the whole. You were so hyped about this Hall of Fame game. I I wanted to watch it, and I I knew I wasn't going to be able to, and then no one was able to, and it, I was I, well, I was glad I didn't actually miss anything. Flora, I wanted to watch it during our first Dynasty draft. It was early, but it was the only time we get all twelve members together. It was just your, your free agent draft, right? Free agent draft, yeah. exactly. In our dynasty league, one of our dynasty leagues, and I really wanted to watch just like for the novelty of it, watching preseason game drafting players. But uh, yeah, it got canceled. It's kind of a disappointment. I wanted instead to see... of being in the football mood, we were definitely in the Olympic mood. We had um, exactly we were watching some absolutely thrilling kayaking, Olympic kayaking. <laughs> it was. Very extravagant. Do they it call was, it downhill kayak? I have no idea it's what pretty, that was. It was pretty oh, it's really crazy. Yeah, it was sick. bizarre. I so, can't it believe it looks that's like an a Olympic blast. Like, I thought that was something like. Well, there's canoeing. Yeah. Canoeing is an Olympic sport. Yeah, I just I didn't think kayaking was. I don't know. I just, I, it was the first time I've ever seen it, yeah. and I was surprised. But a lot of things to, in the Olympics surprised me. I would love to do like one of those kayak courses, like on like an easy level, like if it's just like a flume ride kind of thing. Instead of, like, the intense shit, they, they go down. So, along with some more NFL news, we have a... We're going to be doing a mock draft a little later on. It's going to be, what, 12 teams, full point PPR. And we're going to have one team in this mock draft, and we're going to just talk over the picks with you guys, debate them back and forth a little bit. Yeah, it's one quarterback, two running back, three wide receiver, one flex. Defense, we don't deal with kickers ever. Uh, we'll never do kickers, I promise you that. I'm not a fan of leagues that use kickers. Except draft Gus Galaxy 10 times out of 10. But unless, that's all, unless you need him to make an important and, field goal. And, and that's what we have for kickers. <laughs> um, and one defense, of course. Uh, twelve team so, PPR league as you mentioned before. So well, I'm gonna touch on kickers. You just brought him up. How about Justin Tucker? Talking about saying he can make an eighty four yard kick. Well that's stupid. I believe it in, in practice with like twelve mile an hour win in practice, like a, like he has a million you know, he has like ten uh, practice kicks. See, a dome with I see that and, dude, like, he's definitely instead, of a dome, instead of a dome with wind. I think a dome with like oh, you know what massive I mean. fans that are just yeah. like pushing the ball like it's gonna be like Denver. Like, in Denver in Denver with air. twenty mile an hour wind at his back <laughs> and perfect conditions with no defensive line All right. rushing. No more kickers. Alright, that's it for that's kicker talking talk. kickers. That's talking kickers. Ty, you have uh some Tyrod Taylor talk here I'm um, seeing. Tell us a little bit about Tyrod. So I guess in practice, he decided to run. 
and quarterbacks in the NFL during practice wear red jerseys, which means don't hit me. He was running and decided to jump and flip over two defenders in practice. What a hero. And Rex was not happy. There were, I guess like during the during the play you hear someone screaming out like someone like one of the players being like, Ty, don't do that. It was I don't know, I haven't seen the haven't seen the footage of it, but there's there's been articles that he is flipping over defenders in practice. What like an, an idiot! Like, an what idiot. is the point? I just don't get what the in practice. What is the point of that? Even in a game, what are you doing? Like, why would you even? He'd probably get, if he tried doing that in an actual game when the players are gonna be gunning for well, him instead of in practice when they're told Vick. never touch him. I mean, he's gonna get he's gonna get dropped doing that, pulling that kind of stuff. Uh, Marcus Mariota struggling a little bit in the inter squad scrimmage. Yeah, he's uh he mentioned he's it's what the scrimmages are for. It's what preseason's for. It's I think everyone's struggling. It's all a bit. like yeah, everyone's gonna have their their struggles, and he he recognized that, and he's like I'm I'm out here, I'm gonna improve. Everything's gonna it, it takes some time to gel coming out of coming out of the off season. And this is a little bit of exciting news, at least for me, because I'm a dynasty owner of one Will Fuller. He's running with the ones at practice right now. A lot of good stuff coming out about his route running ability, his hands. Uh, a lot of really good moves on some cornerbacks. It's exciting news for anyone who was he's, able to draft quick. Fuller. He'll be able to get. He'll be able. I think he fell run, in a lot of. He corners. fell in a lot of rookie drafts, and uh, I think the people that managed to grab him up are going to be going to be happy with with what you're going to get out of Will Fuller. I think he's going to be a, a good player in this league. Um, maybe not this year because. Uh, you know, with Brock Osweiler coming, he, in, they're probably going to be they're probably going to be running a lot. Uh, but I think with time, I think Will Fuller is definitely going to be a good player in this league. Another good, what, yes, I'm to say. I was going to say, I guess Jalen Strong has really been impressing this year too, and could be coming up as a wide receiver too. So I mean, yeah, you could see DeAndre, Jalen Strong, and Will Fuller on the field a lot. Yeah, I'm uh, definitely that'd be, not so I, I think, I think if they turn out wise, to be all like decent receivers, oh, I mean, obviously DeAndre is elite. If the other two turn out to be decent, they could have one of the nastiest young receiving cores for a long time. They just have to be able to get them the ball. Exactly. We'll see how Brock fits in. So, yeah. talking young receivers, Tyler Boyd making coming making out plays. headlines said he's making plays every day at camp. He's highlight real plays. I. In two different leagues, I wasn't able to get Tyler Boyd. I actually had him on the draft board for me, and he got taken a pick right before me. It was a little disappointing because I kind of wanted him, but he's making the standout plays. I think he's definitely a wide receiver that dropped in a lot of rookie drafts. Uh, definitely far, maybe farther than Will Fuller. I'm, I'm not sure. Maybe those two would be a little closer in rookie drafts, at least a little while ago. But Tyler Boyd making some plays. Looks like he's going to be a good player, too. All the opportunity in the world there in that Cincinnati offense with only AJ Green and you know Brandon LaFell signing the offseason, but don't sleep on LaFell. That's a, that's my hot take today. Don't sleep on LaFell. I really I I hated what I saw out of him last year. So much inconsistency with the Patriots. So much inconsistency. I did too, but I think he might have been dealing with something like injuries, nagging injuries. I think he'll have a much different season in Cincinnati. But yeah, I like Tyler Boyd a lot. Um, just saying, don't sleep on the foul either. So I'm going to backtrack a little bit, uh, go back to the Texans. 
I guess Randy Moss was at practice with the Texans this last week, and uh, he was doing a lot of work with DeAndre, which, I don't know, that just seems interesting to me. Um, different builds, different play styles, I guess, but Randy Moss is just an elite talent. Should be a Hall of Famer. I'm really looking forward to Randy Moss on ESPN this year. Yeah. It's going to be my favorite addition to my Sundays, is seeing Randy Moss every every Sunday, breaking down the NFL. Right where he should be on ESPN. So just just wrapping this up real quick, the NFL news before we move on to our mock draft. Matt Jones uh, coming out of the the ESPN reporter for the Redskins. No doubt about it, Matt Jones number one job. It's his it's his job to lose at this point. You sound Matt, pretty excited. I'm <laughs> I, I'm pretty excited about it. I held out. I grabbed him last year in a rookie draft late in the second round. Really late. I think it was the second to last pick of the, the whole draft. And I've been waiting on him. And I think he's really going to come through in the flex for me this year. I, I, that's where I have him slotted right now as my team looks. I have him going for me in the flex. I'm, I'm feeling pretty confident about it. I think Jay Gruden's going to use him right. Uh, I think Alvin Morris had success there his first couple years in the league. I don't see why Matt Jones can't. Uh, it seems like they're really going to give him all the chance uh, to really make something out of it, so I'm happy. Ty, you own him as well yes. in another league. Another yeah, no, league. I, I don't hate it. I think I have him in my flex as well right now. I think he'll be a good player. I definitely like him at his current price. I think he's got that upside with the Kirk Cousins offense, you know, more weapons in that receiving core. I think that offense will just generally be better now that they know that Kirk Cousins is definitely their guy. You know, Jordan Reed, as I mentioned, you know, Crowder. Doxon, Deshaun, I think Garcon. Reed. They got weapons. They got weapons. So I think that offense just should be better. So if Matt Jones is the guy who's going to get the first crack, he'll definitely have some good value. Uh, I also like taking Keith Marshall uh, later in drafts if you do. Good stash. uh, Jones, yeah. Keith Marshall, good stash. So I think that's going to wrap it up for NFL news. We're not going to talk about. Tim Tebow trying out for the MLB. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, Tim, Tim Tebow finally getting back into the limelight. I guess I don't know. Maybe he's fantasy, just looking to grab headlines one more time. But fantasy baseball dynasty leagues, you definitely want to get on Tim Tebow hype train early. Draft into a long term contract. <laughs> and I just love his his timing on this. Like the baseball season's almost over, and now he's like, oh yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna. Do some tryouts. Easy out. He's just dipping his toe in the old Major League Baseball water. He's just—it was a great move. He got his name back. Yeah, he's he's relevant again. The first time I've even heard Tim Tebow's name in like the last. I mean, he was doing—he was doing college football stuff. But yeah, I mean, since college football season ended, he haven't. I haven't heard of him. And then one other thing, I guess, two more things I want to touch on is the Dolphins' offense in practice has just been. Brutal. This says, uh, I forget what article I pulled it from, so sorry for not giving credit to whoever wrote it. Uh, Miami had eight combined series and a team scrimmage over the weekend. The Dolphins gained one first down. This continues a trend from Dolphins practices throughout the week. Miami's deep group of pass rushers dominated the offensive line daily. Uh, Receiver Devontae Parker and running back Jay Ajayi are struggling to stay healthy again. First-round pick, Laramie Tunsil, isn't even working with the, the starting offensive line. So, I mean, this, it's just a mess down there in Miami. Oh, and Miami's a mess? I never would have guessed. 
I mean, I mean, with a leader like Tannehill, how could you? And <laughs> Dominican Sue on yeah. defense. Uh, well, I mean, it sounds like Dominican Sue is doing fine, and that's a part of the issue. That's a team <laughs> built on leadership, right there. Yeah, so I'll tell you what. Uh, and then one other thing that I I just thought was interesting, um, something to think about for IDPs, uh, Joey Bosa. He's his mom was quoted on social media saying, "I wish we pulled an Eli." Talking about Eli Manning getting traded out. Love of, that. Getting traded out of there, and now, now at this point in time, the deadline for the Chargers to trade Joey Bosa's draft rights has come and gone. San Diego never considered even putting him up there, and the two sides have not spoken in twelve days. I'm so confused by this. Like, what's what could know, possibly be the holdup? Like rookie contracts are so cut and dry uh, it, nowadays. So the the issue is that I I heard is he wants all of the signing bonus up front, and they want to give it to him in two installments, and that's the issue. Ah, uh, he wants the money up front. I don't blame him. Sandbaggers there in San Diego. I mean, but it's guaranteed money anyway. <laughs> so I mean, like I I don't know. It's just he's being nitpicky, and I think it's a little ridiculous. And Joey Bosa, man up. Sign with San Diego, take your two paychecks instead of one, and you'll be fine. And I think that's going to wrap it up for our NFL news. Let's get right into this mock draft. All right. I'm pretty excited. First ever live mock draft from the DSI team. PPR, 12 team, one quarterback, two running back, three wide receiver, tight end, flex, defense, fuck kickers. And we have the seventh overall pick. First going off the board, of course, is Antonio Brown, no duh. Uh, second in a PPR, Julio Jones, no duh. Third overall, David Johnson. Pretty impressive out of David Johnson. So ju- just to clarify, these are off expert rankings of and ADP on multiple sites. Um, and these are randomized and automated, automated draft picks for... All of the picks that are not our team. Yeah, we're just pretty much going against computer computer here, just to have some fun and uh, drafts against computer. See what we can do here. So Odell, I would have picked him third, but he went after David Johnson, Todd Gurley, fifth in a PPR, pretty impressive. Uh, and six, Rob Gronkowski. I was I was gonna go for AJ Green left on the board, but I think. I'm convinced with DeAndre Hopkins at this point because of the Randy Moss visit. I definitely, <laughs> I, I definitely think we go DeAndre Hopkins yeah. here over AJ Green, DeAndre Hopkins, Zeke, Des Bryant, Ezekiel Elliott, a couple guys that were there, but I totally agree. So we so took we took DeAndre Hopkins. AJ Green went right after. I think we all saw that coming. So who we got on the board here for our second overall pick? So this is that. Couple uh, at two six two dot six for our pick. So we have Devonta Freeman, Jordy Nelson, Brandon Marshall, Mike Evans uh, as the top four on the board. I can't see the rest of it right now. We but, also got some notables: uh, Brandon Cooks, Demarius Thomas, Lashawn McCoy, Amari Cooper. I'm thinking I'm in between. I don't want Devonta. Honestly, I'm kind of scared of Devonta Freeman this year at this price. I would much rather go with either Jordy or Brandon Marshall. What do you guys think between those See, two? I'm, I'm so actually I'm, leaning I'm toward thinking, Mike Evans. I'm thinking Mike Evans, too, just because of wow. his age. He had a lot of drops last year, so hopefully he can turn that around. But I think he had, in Dynasty, I mean, 
while the rest of the the computer isn't drafting for dynasty, we're we're gonna pick the best dynasty asset left. And I think the age is a huge factor here with Mike Evans. I just think the the stats were you know, they're totally in Jordy and Brandon Marshall's favor. And wide receivers have proven that they can still be elite at years. Over I mean, Jordy 30. had no stats last year. We don't know what he's going to be like coming back. Yeah, but he was an all-pro the year before with 15 I don't, touchdowns. I don't hate going with Brandon Marshall. Let's go with Brandon Marshall. I'll go Brandon Marshall. Dang. I don't think I can go Mike Evans. I don't think I can go Mike Evans. So we're going to go Brandon Marshall. Okay. So we have DeAndre and Brandon Marshall. PPR, I like that. So hold on, let's just go through, uh, right after Brandon Marshall was Doug Martin, Jordy Nelson, Mike Evans. So I was right. Jordy Nelson went before Mike Evans. Ingram, <laughs> Freeman, Cooks, Landry, Cooper, Watkins, Lacey, LaShawn McCoy, and C.J. Anderson. I feel like those are steals in the mid-third round. So we have left on the board and a few names I really like. Dion Lewis, Demarius Thomas, Jordan Reed. T.Y. Hilton. I think those are the four best names on the board right here. We also have Edelman in consideration. Uh, despite the injury news, you might want to... Golden yeah, Tate. Golden Tate. I like... I think Golden Randall Tate Randall Cobb. Macklin, I like. Carlos Hyde, Matt Forte, I like too. Cam Newton. So, what are you guys thinking? I'm thinking Demarius I think, Thomas. I think we can't skip on Demarius. I think I'm Demarius yeah. Thomas in a PPR. He had 100 catches. We round out our wide receivers right there. Yeah. I think we take. I think you can't pass on Demarius in that situation. I love that pick. Third round. Yeah. So, we're basically forced into a uh, zero RB strategy, and we'll see how it pans out for us. But right now, I'm absolutely so, loving our So, I mean, we made a great pick by not taking Dion because Dion's still on the board. We have Forte. Um, and then the other two top names up here with us are Cam Newton and Greg Olson. Uh, I kind of like thinking about this. I leaning towards Forte. I think. I think uh, I'm leaning towards Forte in a redraft league. I just yeah. Uh, I mean Forte. He's been banged up, but he's, he's well. Not I, totally I, out of my camp. reason for that is I think we need a running back more than we need a quarterback. We oh so you're oh so I was never I was in between Dion Lewis and Matt Forte honestly so yeah I, I just I'm think Dion's injury history is, is yeah killer I'm between there. Forte and Cam Newton I I gotta be honest I'm leaning toward Cam Newton but I can totally justify taking Matt Forte here we need a running back all right so I mean if you guys are in between Matt Forte and Cam Newton I'll let you guys choose. Let's go Matt Forte. I say Forte. Quarter, a lot Forte. of quarterbacks still he, on the he, board. He can be for a, a win-now strategy, short-term deal. Use him and lose him. Yeah, I mean, he's been the model of consistency. He's been an elite running back for a long time. I think the Jets... And now he's in the Jets him. offense, which yep. is a, a running running offense. So I don't like him long-term, but I think he definitely has another year left. I think so. with the we'll receivers we have, he's a fine pick at running back. Definitely. All right, so... Ooh, we got Danny Woodhead. Love Danny Woodhead. We also got Russell Wilson, which I think I'm going to go for, uh, in my personal opinion. Let's go down the draft board a little bit, though. Woodhead, Wilson, DeMarco Murray is an interesting pick. Uh, I'll lay off Andrew Luck. Uh, Personally, right here, I think I'm going to go for Russell Wilson. I don't think we can pass up on him. Top three quarterback in the past three years. Or... I believe that's the correct set. That's pretty impressive. So 
I'm I mean, definitely going to go with Russell Wilson. Yeah, personally, I don't like to draft quarterbacks and snake drafts this early. But if if you guys both agree on Russell Wilson, then we can do that. I, I just I think I mentioned this in past episodes that the drop off between the number five quarterback and the number like fifteen or twenty quarterback is only a couple points per game. Uh, I just don't think it's that big of a difference to, you know Ty, to reach kinda, a quarterback like that. You're actually convincing me, especially in a PPR league, to take, take Danny Woodhead instead of Russell Wilson. Even though I love that consistency at quarterback, I think Danny Woodhead a PPR. Monster. I mean, look, let's scroll down and look maybe, at the, the other quarterbacks on the Jordan board. Matthews I mean, if you if you look at the other quarterbacks on the board, we still have Ben, we still have Carson, we have Eli, we have Blake Bortles, Rivers, uh, Brady, Romo, Derek Carr is still up there who threw thirty. Something touchdowns last year. I think I Let's think we have Danny to go. Woodhead. He's yeah. a PPR monster when we're playing PPR. I think we have to go pass on Russell Wilson, even though I I think he love having a very consistent quarterback. But yeah, we're going Danny Woodhead with the with the receptions there. I like it. Now we really rounded out our roster. And Russell Wilson's still on the board. Still on the board for us. So um, we're taking. But him. I think we take him at this point. Six round. I think uh, I think it's ready to take. A- personally, it's still too early for me. But again, if you guys agree on so agree Ty, on having him there, I would love to. I, I'm just I'm curious to see who's still on the board. I think this might be where we start looking to to fill that tight end role. See who's available no, at tight end right way now. Way too early to take a tight end. Way too early. Well, to I take mean, a like so. Let's let's see. We have Matt Jones and Jeremy Hill still on the board, who are two interesting picks. We have Jonathan Stewart. Uh, who had a good year last year? Uh, Alan Hearns is on there. What round are we? Are we in the sixth round right now? We're in the sixth round. I think we sixth I think we sure are the next one. Uh, I'm going uh, Russell Wilson. Me I'm too. on Eflin's side. We're going Russell Wilson. He's just too good. Okay. I mean, I'm I'm fine I with the pick. I don't, I don't mind taking a top quarterback like that, but I I just prefer to take. And we still have Barnage on the board around another tight end, which I am all in on. So are we going... Let's see who else we have. Matt Jones is also an enticing Matt, pick at Matt flex. Jones is still up there. Uh, Jay, Johnny Stu. Jay Stu still up there. Frank Gore. Frank Gore is kind of a one-year, one, maybe two-year rental player, and we kind of already have that that short-term running back with, with uh, Forte up there. So if we're going running back here, I'd have to go Matt Jones. I think I'm leaning toward Matt Jones as well. See, I'm thinking I like the Matt the Matt Jones pick. I'm thinking Barnage to get that to I get that like Barnage high end. Tight end. I mean, do we want end. do we want do do you trust Barnage with RG three? No, I think I like Matt Jones here for the flex better than taking a tight end. All right, you know what? I like Matt Jones. We're going with Matt Jones in the flex. I like that a lot. So now, just to give you a quick re- recap, PPR league. Russell Wilson, quarterback, Matt Forte, Danny Woodhead, DeAndre Hopkins, Brandon Marshall, Demarius Thomas. So I mean and that's Matt Jones. And Matt Jones in the flex, of course, that we just drafted. And we still have Antonio Gates. A lot uh, of Paul's I, also. I don't think we need to draft another tight end this early. Oh, we haven't drafted we don't have tight a tight end. end yeah. Okay. Um, Dwayne Allen's still there, so we can maybe wait on Dwayne Allen. I kinda like Bilal Paul to cuff. Matt Forte, but I think it's a bit of a reach. So let's see who else we have for. I like Frank Gore a lot right here. So would you rather have Frank Gore, Arian Foster? Um, I think. I mean, I I probably have to agree with you here as Frank Gore because there's no competition in that backfield right now. Exactly. Where uh, 
I Jay guess. could take Jay, the starting job. Jay Ajayi was, was named the starter earlier this week. So I think if you're going going running back between those two, you have to go, have to go Frank Gore. Um, but then also Frank on the Gore, board yeah. is we're starting to get into this younger group of, of wide receivers, and we're, we're seeing uh, Corey Coleman on the board. Yeah, we just went ahead and yeah, took we Frank just, Gore. We, we took went ahead Frank, Frank Gore, Gore. Anyway. I'm fine with that pick. He's a depth player, one-year rental. Um, Maybe let's... Antonio Gates is still up there. Uh, Bilal Powell's still there. Uh, Dwayne Allen is still there. Do we, do we want to take a tight end now, get our just about finish up our starting lineup other than other than defense? I don't hate that play. I think you have Gates, and then there's really... I kind of like Dwayne Allen, too. I think we could risk Dwayne Allen... Um, besides Gates and Dan, uh, Dwayne Allen, what are your thoughts on Ebron? I don't know where he is. Ebron's or not bad. Uh, we still have Ebron on the no, board. Uh, Ebron, maybe I don't know. Zach, I thought he went down with a big injury. He I, should yeah, be I feel back. Like he got hurt. I I've heard reports I, that he's he's going to be back. It's not. A I'm either ever. a fan of taking Dwayne Allen here because Kobe Fleener left for the Saints, or maybe uh, Torrey Smith, possibly. Maybe another wide receiver. Oh, right, yeah, so Kobe Fleener's off the board already. I'm um, actually willing to wait for Jimmy Graham, which is wild. Do you trust he him? He may I mean, not even. I don't trust him. I mean, him, I'm, he might not I'm tempted to take, I don't to take Dwayne. I'm tempted, I'm tempted to take Dwayne Allen right now. I think we could wait on Dwayne. We could probably maybe, wait a little while and then maybe let's, grab. let's try and go. Who's on the board for young TJ receivers? Is, or, uh, we don't need another running back, actually. I like no, Torrey Smith right here. Or Stephon Diggs. I think I like Torrey Smith more than Stephon Travis Diggs. Benjamin, Marcus Wheaton, I like. You going you leaning Diggsler? No. Torrey Smith. Uh, you leaning Torrey Smith? We're gonna grab some wide receiver depth tie. Who would you choose? Torrey Smith or Stephen Diggs, because that's kinda what I'm what I'm at right now too. Uh my th- issue with Torrey Smith is there's still that quarterback battle in San Francisco. You don't know who you're gonna get there. Uh, just for consistency, I'm going to have to go Diggs here. I like Diggs, too. I think he has more upside. So we're going to draft Diggs kind of out on a limb. Yeah, we kind of reach for him, but just based off of what's the board and what our team looks like, I, I think that's a fine pick. Still have and Ga- Gates is still on the board. Yep, and Dwayne Allen, who I like a lot. Yeah. Uh, we have Seattle D. We have all the defenses available. Let's see who we have down here. If Travis Benjamin's available, I'm getting all over that. Yep, he's he's, he's there. available. Or we could cuff him with Bilal Paul. We can cuff Forte. No, I think you take Travis Benjamin. I really like Travis Benjamin's upside. We also have Marcus Wheaton and Kamari Aiken, who I think are definitely guys with the same floor that have, you know, they have a fighting chance against Travis Benjamin, but I just like Benjamin's upside with, Rivers, um, and that talent as well. So, all right, we'll go Benjamin. I like that That's a lot, actually. Hopefully, Ooh. one of these Derrick Henry, Kenneth Dixon. So these young, these young rookies are starting to come off the board now, uh, just based off of what I just saw. Scroll so by for us on the tight screen. ends. We were kind of worried about tight ends. Uh, Broncos D went off the board. Dwayne Allen, Antonio Gates, and Martellus Bennett went off the board. So we're. Uh, Remaining tight ends that I feel confident with. I don't really like Jason Winton, 
Uh, I like Ebron if he gets back into camp, which it looks like he will. Jimmy Grant, I kind of like his upside, especially at this price. Um, we knew other we, than that, so we like know ASJ. we know tight ends produce in Chicago uh, with Martellus Bennett. Um, so you like Zach, Zach, Miller? Zach Miller's still there. I don't know how much of that is the system, how much of it's Martellus. I'm hoping Martellus is just a stud, and the Patriots can can capitalize on that. But Cutler does like throwing at tight ends, so I mean. I, I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not keep, saying reach for him. So I'm saying keep, he's he's an option that we can think about. So you're saying keep waiting on tight end. I mean, yeah. I, I feel like at this point there's not too much of a difference between any of the guys left on the board, right? I mean, if you guys disagree, then we still have uh, noticeable names. Be Kamari can kind of like taking Kamari can here. Uh, too bad Bilal Paul went off the board. So you know what? How about Let's vote on the best tight end because we need a tight end. Jimmy Graham. That's my vote. I'm either Ebron or Jimmy Graham. I think... I'm good with Graham. Let's go Jimmy Graham. Let's reach for Jimmy Graham. Because of the name, you know, if he can bounce back from that injury whatsoever in that offense, he should be, you know, a borderline wide uh, tight end one. So it looks like a lot of defenses just came off the board too. Jarek McKinnon, a name still available who I like. I like yeah, that name a lot. I, I like Jarek for, for Dynasty. Let's not forget, that's a handcuff. Do we want to round out? Uh, but, so so how are we basing this? Because if we're keeping him for multiple years, I think I'm good good getting him this late in the draft. But if we're if we're going win now... Let's go win now. Win now? All right. We have Matt Forte. Let's go win, my, win now. Brandon Marshall, win now. Okay. All right, so let's see who's still on the board. We have... I like the Panthers' D, the Texans' D. Yeah, I like both of them. I don't hate the Patriots' and, D, to be honest. And I, I wouldn't sleep on Kansas City's defense either. We can um, So, pretty much we can wait on I think we can wait. I think we can wait maybe one more round before we have to start thinking about defenses. All right, you know what? And with that being said, I'm absolutely good with taking Jarek McKinnon because I think he can be an elite handcuff. Yeah, I, I like Jarek McKinnon goes down, a lot so. We're taking a lot of risk here. You know, we're just basically getting a roster spot for Ooh, handcuff. A couple but. defenses went off the board. Scroll down a little bit. So New England's still up there. Uh, Minnesota, the Rams. Rams should get a lot of sacks. Patriots, Jet, Jets, Jets are still Vikings, up there. Like. Bengals are yeah. an okay defense. Uh, so. I'm a fan of the Patriots defense here. They always have a lot of – they always cause a lot of turnovers. So um, – I mean, we have some in the, interesting picks here. We could maybe reach on some upside. We have Michael Thomas for New Orleans. Devin Funchess. I'm fine taking like Thomas. Pick. I, uh, I, no, just like I don't mind Thomas or the New England defense at this point. I think we should I, jump I on say, a defense before they all go. I say we take Thomas and then go best available defense. If you guys are fine with that. I'm okay with that. Fleur, how are you feeling yeah, about that? Yeah, it's fine. I like Michael Thomas. LAD went off the board. So it looks so like the Patriots are still here. Yeah, so I said we'd, we'd take the Patriots. Patriots D? rounds out our starting offense. Or our, our starting lineup. Starting lineup. Oh, I mean, it doesn't even so look like So just to recap off. our starting lineup now, Russell Wilson, Matt Forte, Danny Woodhead, DeAndre Hopkins, Brandon Marshall, Demarius Thomas, Jimmy Graham, Matt Jones, Patriots, and on our bench, Frank Gore, Diggs, Travis Benjamin, Jarek McKinnon, Michael Thomas. So I think with our last pick... Um, Should we get a backup 
I like kind of like Tyrod Taylor as a backup quarterback. Even though he's slipping over defenses in practice? I don't love that, but I think he's going to be a really good fantasy option. Um, I'd also take Safarian Jenkins because he's had some he's had issues at practice. Uh, just with, with his team. Be a wild card. Uh, see, so is, my thought know. was we take Chris Thompson and cuff Matt Jones. Yeah, I mean, I just feel like uh, I think I'd rather I'm, take a Tyron Taylor. I think Keith Marshall might be the cuff for Matt Jones, so. I just feel more comfortable drafting to our team, taking a tight end, because Jimmy Graham might not be available at the beginning of the season. Right. But so, other tight ends are still Yeah, available. who's still Let's available at tight, tight ends? ends? Pretty brutal. Ben, ben Watson, Watson Will Ty. Will Ty, I don't mind. I Between Ben Watson, Will Ty, and Safarian Jenkins, I I know Safarian Jenkins already lost his starting job. I think that Cameron Brake... Uh, he's already been declared the starter there, down there in Tampa Bay. Uh, I think I like Ben Watson. Oh, wait. I like ASJ, honestly. That's my pick. I think Ty? I mean, Walford is an enticing pick as well. Yeah, no, I, I, I was kind of... his leg, didn't he? When? In, like, OTAs or something like that. Maybe not. I might be... I, 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 don't, yeah. I don't think I've seen that anywhere. ASJ scares me. ASJ scares me. I don't like Ben Watson. With I'd, I'd rather have Ben Watson and only have to worry about him for a couple games this year when we have Jimmy Graham there. And Will Ty. I like Will Ty better than Donnell, but Donnell is listed as a tight end one on the depth chart. It's just like this is a brutal tight end situation. So I guess we kind of dug ourselves our own grave with the Jimmy Graham tight end pick. I like that upside a lot, but you know we just don't like any of these tight ends. I kind of like Jared Cook on the Green Bay Packers, but that's just a stupid pick because that's also just based on offside right. and not on floor at all. I think ASJ has the highest floor and maybe even the highest ceiling out of this group. So, so I, Wal- Actually, Ben Watson might have the highest floor. I don't know. So back to Walford. He was in an ATV accident, hurt his knee, but it's not as serious as they thought. Okay. But right now he's still the backup in out there in Oakland. So I still think we go. I think we go Safarian Jenkins. What do you guys think? I'm fine with that. End it up there. Be done with it. ASJ is a pick. So in this draft, um, I mean, this is based off of redraft leagues. I, I'm guessing um, they gave us a, a draft grade of a B. Of eighty-five out of a hundred, solid B. Yeah, like it's it's fine, and obviously we've we've put some thought into making it a dynasty team. So we have we have some younger players that might not have got might not have come off the board as early as they did. But no, I'm, I would be happy with this team. Overall, our starters are third in projections, not by much, only by twenty-one points for the entire season, so that's not a lot at all. And considering the upside of some of these players, I really like that draft. Blair, how'd you feel feel about the draft here? Uh I think we got a couple good picks in there. We're stacked at wide receiver, which I think yeah, is the we most stacked important up position. early on receiver. So I mean these I like three, where it turned out. All these these three wide receivers had over a hundred catches last year. And it's a PPR league. You gotta love that. You know what I mean? 
it's the most important position in my opinion. So I'm, I'm glad we stacked that at wide receiver. I think we're a little lacking a tight end, but there's always the waiver wire during week one right. where you can always find a tight end. And I think I think we ended up okay. I think our team had a B grade. I think it's I think we're a little underrated to be honest. Yeah. No, I mean, like I said before, I'm good with this team. But uh, feel free to tweet at us. Let us know what you think of our team, and we'll uh, we'll go a little back and forth with you guys if you actually get back to us. And we're gonna bring in our super producer Sean Dusset to talk a little bit. Uh, Julian Edelman here went down at practice today. Uh, it looks like his injuries are the same foot that he just had to surgically repair. As a fantasy owner and a Patriots fan, how are you feeling about this injury? That kind of a nagging foot injury at this point, I'd say. Uh, I got to tell you, it's definitely very nagging. I'm not happy about it at all. But I also have a couple uh, backup wide receivers for the Patriots. Putting a lot of chips on uh, Chris Hogan and Malcolm Mitchell right now. I got to tell you, it just sucks, though, especially seeing him come so far in his recovery and all the different reports saying that he's going to be back in his prime, he's going to be starting first week. I still have faith in him, but I'm feeling real skeptical right now. Yeah, it's uh, not looking good for Edelman right now with that that foot coming back as an issue. Uh, but that's why you stacked yourself with Amendola and Malcolm Mitchell this year too, right? Okay, Amendola was a condition in order for me to get Malcolm Mitchell. I, I managed to, uh, to dump Amendola on him. In my defense... It was for the pick so I could get Malcolm Mitchell. And Amendola for in our league is on a one-year $6 contract. I can deal with that, especially if Edelman may or may not be starting for the first few weeks. And I really feel that Malcolm Mitchell coming into like week five or six may get a lot more attention, especially when Tom Brady comes back. I feel like he's going to mix it up and he's just really ready to kick some ass. How's, how's the Brady suspension making you feel about the the whole well Patriots receiving tours of as a Put whole. a lot of stock in the receiving core of a team that's starting quarterback is suspended for four games. Yeah. Well, dicey. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's a lot in there. But you definitely, I mean, you guys, you're a Patriot. Well, Ty, you're a Patriots fan. But, uh, it's always been a next man up offense. And honestly, I mean, they, they picked up Chris Hogan so early uh, in, in the preseason that it just, or right before preseason even, they just uh, really put a lot of chips on him. I mean, I can't remember what his contract is offhand, but I know that they wouldn't have done it if they didn't have any intention of utilizing him. And if nothing else, he's going to get a lot of attention from Garoppolo. Uh, I really have a, str- a lot of faith in them. And I'm not just saying that because I'm a Pats fan. I'm saying that because, honestly, uh, with the receiving core like this, anything can literally happen. So I'm definitely upset about Edelman. I'm thinking if you have him from Dynasty perspe- perspective, you may want to try, as I say this, I'm totally going to contradict myself, you may want to try seeing if you can flip him because uh, I think he will come back uh, later in the season at full strength, assuming that leg injury doesn't get any worse. But, hey, uh, I don't know. Trying to keep the faith. So so you think Jimmy G, who doesn't have he, – he virtually has no NFL experience. You think he's going to look to the outside for those those deep ball players like – I think you mentioned Chris Hogan at one point. You, you have Edelman who plays on the outside, um, and he'll let you know it's – 51% of the time. You have Malcolm Mitchell, who they're trying to move to the slot, but you think uh, Jimmy G is going to try and use them more than the the new tight end? we have? So we have now Gronk and Martellus Bennett. So, I mean, I think those are his his binkies, his safety blankets. 
Uh, I think that's where he's going to be targeting more than than those deep balls outside where there's there's all there's so much room for error out there. But if you have Gronk running a three yard drag or a, an in or a quick out or something like that, there's going to be a lot less room for error. And I think those those guys seem like the safe throws. I mean, absolutely. But I I feel like and this is some weird reverse psychology here. Uh, opposing teams are going to recognize that. I mean, it, it's impossible to stomp Gronk as is unless he gets injured. But, I mean, you throw in uh, Martellus Bennett. No, you can't, absolutely. But my, I really feel like, I mean, they're bringing on so many. They still have uh, Aaron Dobson and this, I don't even know who Devin Lucian is, really. But uh, these guys, uh, they're probably going to end up cutting at least one of them. But I really feel like they wouldn't have this extra wide receiver strength if uh, – if uh, they weren't planning on utilizing uh, at least for a while Garoppolo's there and uh, until Tom Brady comes back, utilizing those wide receiver threats. I mean, yeah, Gronk is obviously going to be utilized more than any of them, I would argue. But I think long-term, there's some value. I'm, I'm trying to think from a dynasty perspective, like there's definitely some long-term value in these guys, at least for this season, possibly going into the next. It's it's still early to say. I just, ah, man, I'm still bitter about the Edelman thing. Who am I kidding? <laughs> uh, so while we're on the Patriots, real question for you guys here. Any chance that Martellus Bennett, you mentioned him a little earlier, Ty, any chance he could be like Scott Chandler was last year with the Patriots? Kind of a, a letdown, big acquisition. Everyone thought, you know, he's going to take uh, the pressure off of Gronk in the red zone and he's going to fit seamlessly into that offense. And it really just never worked out with him. Any chance Martellus Bennett could, could be like that? I don't think Martellus Bennett will turn to Scott Chandler. Scott Chandler was kind of a flash in the pan one year, had a couple good games against the Patriots. They went out and picked him up, and he was just a big body, mostly, I think, um, that got overrated after one, one year of production. Uh, Martellus Bennett's been able to produce year in, year out with Jay Cutler at quarterback, who him and uh, – who. Martellus and Michael Bennett have been quoted saying is the worst quarterback in the NFL. Um, so I I don't think he turns into that bust. I mean he's uh, he's obviously a different style player than Aaron Hernandez, but I do think that he can kind of he he's another big guy that can not only run pass routes, get open, but he can block. So he can be in there on any set uh, where. I don't think Scott Chandler could do that. Normally I would say that you never want to draft a second tight end on a depth chart because usually no second tight end has value. People got burned by Scott Chandler last year thinking he would actually have value. But I think in this case, Martellus has the potential to be maybe a top 12 tight end this year, even as the backup to Gronk. He'll still be playing. And... um, yeah, I think he could be not as good as Hernandez, but like, you know, a little bit less than what Hernandez was, but still very fantasy relevant. I gotta ask you, Ty. Uh, Ty and Tam will both of you because I I value your opinion on this one. Uh, do you do you think uh, Martellus Bennett's age would have something to do with uh, would be a factor? I mean, he's not that much older, but he is older, and he's he's got a little bit. He's, I wouldn't say he's gotten banged up per se, but he's definitely. Uh, what do, what do you think about that? I think DT has something to say. I think that for tight ends, tight ends have proven that they can produce at older ages. They're not like running backs. 
I mean, uh, he, Heath, Heath Miller had a good year last exactly. year. Greg Olson. Greg Olson had a good year Antonio last year. Antonio Gates is still producing. Delaney Walker. Exactly. So I think that tight end is one position that actually can still produce. And quarterback. Yeah. And wide receiver, you know. I mean, just <laughs> anything but running back. You know what I mean? They're not a running back. So if they're not a running back, I think they can produce, you know, in that age of 30 and even past their 30s. So the, the one thing I have is I think the, the hottest take of everything that just happened is you said Martellus Bennett as a backup tight end could be a tight end one. Top 12 tight end. Top 12 Top tight 12 end. Tight well, end. I mean, if you're, in a ten, if you're in a 12-team league, he's, he's a starting tight end for any team in the league. Yeah, I truly believe that because of Brady and... Brady's missing for four games. Yeah, I, I still believe it just because of the talent, the offense, and because of the... The scarcity at tight end, especially. Yeah, I mean, you, know, you have what is the, it at the top? After you the have first wrong. five or six tight ends, who do you have? You know what I mean? Wrong, Eifert, Kelsey, Jordan Reed, Jordan Reed uh, Greg Olson's got to be up there again, Delaney right? Walker. Delaney's up there. Yeah. Other than, besides that, who is your tight end like nine through twelve? You're gonna have you're gonna have you're gonna have that giant last year was Gary Barnes Barnage. came out of nowhere exactly. and you yeah. know. Guys like that pop out of everywhere, but Martellus, so, I, mean, I think he'll have a lot of like red zone looks. Like, yeah. He's not going to do what Hernandez did because Hernandez was just a freak athlete. Freak athlete and just worked in the system and was just a bad dude, as we all know. But I think Martellus still has the freakish ability to just be. He's six foot seven. It's yeah, huge. he's a bit. Well, the, he's they both are. He's bigger than Gronk, right? He Gronk's was, six six. He was good with Jay Cutler throwing to him, so I think it'll be. Even though he'll be the second tight end. Like you said, Elman's banged up. Amendola has a history of being banged up. He could be the number three target in that offense, which is huge, especially for that tight end position. Yeah. No, I definitely think injuries on the Patriots for their their leading targets when they're healthier. It's definitely a factor you have to bring into play. You got Edelman, who's been hurt, Amendola, uh, Dion. Uh, I mean, even Gronk. Gronk can't stay healthy. Um, the majority of the time. So, I mean, I do think if, if he can stay healthy while someone else might not be, that's uh, there's definitely a case for it. But I think saying that before the preseason starts is a pretty wild take. All right. I think that's uh, enough Patriots talk <laughs> for, for this episode. SD, any last words before we let you go, bud? Uh, well, I'm going to give you the same hot take I said before. And uh, I've, seen, I've read a lot of stuff. I can't say this for certain yet. But my hot take for this season is that uh, – Sorry, is that Malcolm Mitchell is eventually going to take over Julian Edelman's position. He's going to be the number one target at some point. That's my hot take. That is the hottest take. Is that strictly due to injury, or are you saying that? I think that's absolutely due to injury. Like, uh, it's, like I, I, I thought you meant he was going to be outperforming and be playing that new role. Um, hold on, hold on. Let me just clarify this. So you think, you're think you saying that Edelman's going to go down, and then Malcolm Mitchell... Malcolm Mitchell's going to be the guy that steps up. Yes. Yeah. I'm okay. absolutely he's saying that. New targets from Amendola, Chris Hogan. Okay. Obviously, I know you're not talking about Gronk, but he's going to have the second most targets. Yeah, obviously Gronk would be first in that one, but he would be the next one up and replace uh, Edelman in that respect. I to- I'm firmly believing that. So, right, like so, take, like on, so just a, a question based off of that. Edelman and Malcolm Mitchell, both healthy as can be all season. Who's number one? It'll be Edelman. Okay. Thank you. I just wanted to clarify. (laughs) Yeah. 
Thanks for having me on, guys. Talking Patriots. Yeah, that was Talking Patriots with us, too. Thanks for joining us, Doucette. Later, guys. Thanks, bud. And that's going to wrap it up for episode 13 of Dynasty Sports Insiders. Catch us on Twitter, at Dynasty Insiders. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Any last words? Nope. Nothing? Peace. Peace. Nerds. All I do is win.